You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. Uh, doing well. Uh, things might be looking up here a little, so uh, let's have a chat. I really do hope so. So, Eric, again, the Fed is saying that we're, the U.S. economy is on track and everything's going well. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing as far as job numbers this week, Eric? <laughs> well, uh, we've had the job numbers. They've come out now. They were incredibly poor. We, I think the number was 143,000 jobs, something like that, in September. And then they revised August down and they revised July down. So it was across the board a disaster, quite frankly. We had the hours work were down. We had weekly wages down. So it looks like the job numbers are finally conforming to other things that we see. The other things that we see are the all the uh, ISM indices and the Federal Reserve uh, indices uh, are all showing weakness. Plus, we're seeing uh, job layoffs that are well up from last year. So the whole economic renaissance is very, very much in doubt here. Of course, we get weakness, not just in the U.S., we have terrible weakness in South America, in China, in Japan, they're back in recession. Europe is sort of sitting still here. I'm not sure whether it's really growing or not growing, but I think it's uh, safe to say that the GDP is going to be very weak in the third quarter. We had a revision by the, I think it's the Atlanta Fed, that they chopped their GDP number, GDP growth down to the 0.9% uh, for the third quarter. So, again, the same old thing. You know, we always start the year with 3.5% growth expected. And we get to the end of the year, and it's always uh, one or less or negative or something like that. So there's really nothing happening as we would have always expected because if you don't have income growth, it's pretty hard to have GDP growth, and the, the wage gains have been, as we know, very, very paltry. So then likewise, Eric, moving over to a more geopolitical issues, over in the Middle East, we can see that Russia has now uh, invaded Syria and have basically implemented a number of airstrikes against the Islamic State. What are your thoughts on the situation, likewise, how it could affect the economy globally as well, Eric? Well, it's, of course, they've sent in uh, troops and uh, and planes, and interestingly, uh, China's also said they will support the Assad regime. Iran has uh, apparently sent in uh, troops. So we have these two forces at work. Where you have uh, Iran, Russia, China supporting Syria, and of course, in the, the background, you have uh, Saudi Arabia and, and Israel, who are uh, sort of on the other side of the fence, wondering what's going on here. And uh, it just is, is more explosive. And I think the bigger issue is the fact that China and even Iran are prepared to send troops there, which is a very, very unusual situation. So it looks pretty explosive there and, and something that we should be monitoring because I think the U.S. has been caught off guard in the Middle East. It looks like their whole strategy, if they had a strategy, is kind of backfiring here, so we're going to have to stand on guard uh, to see what the ultimate the U.S. response is, which I suspect will be nothing, by the way. Uh, but again, it sort of shows a failed military theory in terms of how they deal with the Middle East, and it's been, I think it can be put down, it's been a total disaster so far. And, and it looks like some of these other countries are prepared to flex their muscles, their military muscles, which is the unusual thing about those countries sending troops there. 
So Eric, moving over to the precious metal market, uh, again, we can see this ongoing silver shortage as well too. What are your thoughts on what we're seeing in precious metals? Well, Jeff, uh, you know, since these uh, job numbers have come, we've had a very sharp spike in the price of gold. We're back up to the 1133 level. So that's looking pretty good. The price of silver is up something like 47 cents this morning as we speak. So that's in fact up 50 cents back over $15. So I think that people, you know, who feared a rate increase, which theoretically is negative for gold, although I don't subscribe to that thesis at all, I realize that the likelihood of a, of a rate increases is becoming less and less all the time with all the factors, whether domestic concerns in the U.S. and or foreign concerns that the U.S. has, i.e. China, Japan, South America. It's not likely that we're going to get a rate increase. The Fed and their spokespeople have been all over the map on this with Yellen for seeming dovish when they announced no rate change in the speech when she said, well, we're still going to have a rate increase this year. Other people, other Fed governors saying it's not a time to raise rates and some saying it is a time to raise rates and it's just total mass confusion here. And uh, it looks like the stock market is just hating this uncertainty. Uh, It looks like we'll have a pretty good sell-off in the market here today. And we've seen uh, the public react by buying silver and gold coins. Now, that's maybe not enough to to move the needle in the sense that you need industrial demand in silver, certainly. But uh, most of the people who analyze the silver market realize that there's been a huge new buyer in the market. That's India. We talked about it last week. I mean, they just cannot sustain their rate of demand and not have the price of of silver go crazy here. Uh, we did have the um, the commercials increase the short position last week. Uh, of course, we'll get today's uh, caught report uh, uh, after four o'clock today. Uh, I, I quite frankly would love to have seen them increase their short position again and maybe maybe finally get caught on the wrong side of this thing. Although their power in the paper markets is incredible. But there's lots of signs of um, the world uh, turning to gold. Uh, there's lots of reason for that, whether you're a Brazilian whose currency is down 30% or a Canadian whose currency is down. You know, gold's actually up this year in Canadian dollars. It's up in Australian dollars. It's up in most currencies, quite frankly. So I, I think that we're seeing a bit of a tsunami. I talked about that last week. We might see a tsunami of buying here. It looks like that's manifested itself in the coin market. We had a good increase in the uh, GLD uh, inventories yesterday and the silver inventory. So it looks to me like investors are really at a bit of a crossroads here. I'm now speaking of institutional investors where they're doubting the wisdom of being in paper markets, specifically stocks here, because we've almost have a bear market in stocks on a worldwide basis. I mean, we're so close to an official bear market i.e. down 20% on a world basis, that uh, it would be not too difficult to assume that that's what should be happening in the U.S. market here as well. And, and of course, as stocks weaken, it drives people into uh, safe haven assets, uh, in particular gold and silver. So I think, you know, I think everything's kind of shaping up. It's been shaping up for a long time. I think maybe the one thing that's uh, more sustainable here is the the credibility of the central bankers is massively open to question here because they don't seem to know what they're going to do. And I think the market senses sort of an irresponsibility of central banking. All they do is print money and zero interest rates. And and yet there's been no economic uptick as a result of it. So it's hard to imagine a scenario where 
that where there is any economic growth, and therefore not likely to see any uh, any rise in rates. And in fact, lots of people would suspect that uh, we might even get back to QE4. So to me, the, the runway is open for gold and silver here. And uh, I hope today's uh, immediate reaction to job numbers is sustained and uh, look forward to a great week next week. Well, as Eric, as usual, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come, Eric. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Thanks, Jeff. All the best. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.